Hey everyone, this is Siobhan and you're listening to the Creative Outsiders podcast where we show women that it's possible to live their filmmaking dreams through empowerment and professional development. We feature guests who provide resources, tips, and life experiences to help you grow as a filmmaker. And my guest today is Malachi. Malachi is the award-winning creator and CEO of Malachi Creative, a creative producer for films, commercials, promotional products, and creative branding. Based out of Los Angeles and Phoenix, Malachi is a director and creative vested in visual storytelling that empowers those with a voice. The goal for Malachi is to be all things fearless. As a black woman, she knows the current industry is sparse with a lack of representation, excuse me, and diversity. Because of this, she forges forward by creating narratives for the bold and the brave. Her short documentary film, Black Girls Code, has been showcased within the Canaan Film Festival, Langston Hughes African American Fest, Miami Sci-Fi Fest, and other additional festival platforms. As well as this, the film has special screenings at some of the top tech companies, such as Facebook, Google, Twitter, and Salesforce. In January 2016, Malachi was awarded the Horizon Award. Her work as a director on the short film and music video, Into the Suffering, premiered at Sundance via the Horizon Award. The Horizon Award empowers women in film. Malachi's goal is to create, to inspire, and to develop revolutionary media. Hi, Malachi, and welcome to The Creative Outsider. Hey. Hey. Hey, what's up? What's up? Yes, I'm glad to finally have you on the show. I have been thinking about it like this would be somebody great to be able to feature, especially for our season two. So I'm excited to have you. Yeah, thank you for having me. And thank you for all that you guys do as well. I really appreciate it. It's really cool what you guys do. Thank you. Um, Definitely forerunners and highlighting uh, women especially women of color, which I love behind the lens, which is really important. So yeah, thanks again. No problem. So I always like to ask people when they first get on the show, it's kind of like our initiation question. Mm -hmm. Um, Why filmmaking? Like take us to that moment where you knew that filmmaking was your thing. It was weird. Like I was, I have a weird journey into filmmaking because it wasn't something I honestly ever saw myself doing. Um, Originally, I thought I was going to go into creative writing or some type of English major. Um, But I think in my high school years, I started getting more and more into media. And I kind of just fell into it by accident. Like one day, uh, my mom and I decided to go and check out a film school, a local film school. And it was just weird. And I just felt like I, it was something I should do, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I didn't even necessarily know if I would even be good at it or be, a, even be, if it would even be viable for me, but it was just, so yeah, I, like I enrolled in this random film school, um, my parents were like, what, you're going into film? It was really funny when I told them, um, and, you know, it was, just something that I fell into by accident and it just happened to work out that I loved it. Um, I think the key moment for me that 
made me realize that I actually felt that I could do something special within film was just when I started to find my own voice as a creator. Um, you know, when you're not doing the whole so-called prescribed assignment, mm-hmm. but you're just actually going out and creating and doing something that's innate. I think th- those are those moments when I knew that I had to do something further uh, with it. So I don't know, kind of there was no defining moment. And I feel like it's really random. I ended up on this path. I think so. that's, I mean, but I think that's very interesting because ours is kind of similar. Like I went, um, my undergrad was in counseling and I went uh, to get my master's and I thought I was going to get it in creative writing. And then I just mm. kind of said, okay, well, let me try screenwriting. And I like was like, okay, I kind of like this. And it just like, went down that way so I get it it wasn't necessarily like this I know I'm gonna be Mm -hmm. a filmmaker I feel like it kind of like chose me in a certain sense I think that that's a great I love that I I feel like that's uh, the same for me I feel like it chose me and I feel like there's certain there's certain things along the way that led me towards it like Mm -hmm. I didn't even start thinking about the term of director until I was like I remember the first time I heard it, I was, like, in junior high, and, like, one of my best friends at the time was, like, he was the one, I think, probably pushed me into fig- into thinking about film, because he was, like, oh, I want to be a director when I grow up, and I was, like, a director, what's that? And I think that was the first time I'd ever even heard of that term, you know, mm-hmm. of a director, a film director. So, I mean, it was kind of something that shows me, and I, when I look back, I, I see, like, a lot of the signs and how how visual I was, how I love to tell stories, um, how I like to play, like, how I like to imagine stories mm-hmm. and to create characters. I think it all leads towards the same thing. So, yeah, it was, it was, it's really cool that you have that same path, too. Yes, um, but I was looking and I said, because I um, put it on my Insta story last night, but before I even really knew that I really wanted to have you on a podcast, I have been following you. And Mm. how long have you been officially a director? Because when I tell you your images are bomb, like they're so good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I feel like I've been, well, I would say I've been officially directing since 2012 mm-hmm. um you know I don't really count my film school years because I actually graduated with a degree in post-production so I for the longest time I didn't really have like all of the courage to direct mm-hmm. or to forward like a group of people I like did a little side projects on my own and then I did the documentary with my producer who's also my mentor um and that was just me and her but I didn't really officially start really really directing like having a full crew and team behind me until like 2012 2013 so I I would say like officially four to five years now um and yeah it's it's been a really cool journey and a very interesting journey and you have been um as a director for officially for four years so Mm -hmm. in that span of time how do you feel that your um just how you direct, how has that grown? Like, what have you done to grow as a director? Grow as a director? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I've changed a lot. I think, too, 
Um, I it, it took for me a lot. It, well, how do I word it? I had to grow a lot of confidence in order to direct. I think naturally as a director, it's innate that you have the confidence to move forward within how you not only like create and produce a project, but how you command the team. Mm-hmm. And initially when I first started out, like I didn't have that. I didn't really have that confidence, but I definitely think that's something that's something that I've been able to see growth in myself as a director um, is how to actually command a team and actually be a viable leader while still getting your vision across and not being afraid to take risks with that vision, um, I think is even more important. And I, um, I think that's something too, from the very beginning that I've always forwarded, um, you know, so I was, I was in a, like, even though, like, I still had all this anxiety and I was commanding, like, a group of people and I was so scared commanding this group of people. When I first started, I would still not necessarily be scared to say, all right, let's do this shot. Let's, let's try to do, let's try to create this image. Let's see what we can do by doing this visual effect piece. Um, and I think that's been super helpful and within showing me what I can pull off. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's how I've grown the most is just being able to take risks, knowing how to command a team, but not command, but also just like collaborate with people and appreciate them and let people know their worth so then we're all doing a good job together. Um, I think that's, and, and being able to be humble, I think, a lot of people, I, I see a lot of directors not having the humility mm-hmm. that they should. And I think that's the biggest thing is having humility and being able to create while also knowing your value and worth but and appreciating those around you. Because I know we've, I feel like we've all been on sets as filmmakers and just people who have been on set in the film world and seeing how toxic those environments of creativity can be and it's just strange to me to have an environment where you're creating something visual yet it's toxic and people are unhappy and it should never be that way so I think it's knowing how to create an environment that makes people feel wanted um because then you'll get a better product in the end run absolutely I totally agree Mm -hmm. with that so I know that you said you know that was one way that you have grown because you've been able to have comp- confidence and the ability to even experiment and push the buttons well the limits excuse me a little bit so in that I know mm-hmm. that you had the opportunity to experience having mentorship mentorship and attending a fellowship at Sundance mm-hmm. why as filmmakers do you think it's important for us to put ourselves in a position to attend a fellowship because a lot of uh, women are afraid to even apply or put themselves out there. So why is it important? Mm-hmm. And then why did you even try to do that? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think it's important to for us as women filmmakers to put ourselves out there because if we're not forwarding our narratives, then who else is going to forward them? And I'm tired of seeing white men forward our narratives. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be that way. Um, and, it, and it also comes to the fact that there's so many stories that go and to- go untold and we're the ones telling them. And so I just think it's important in general for us to be able to have the courage to not only put out our images, but to just create them regardless 
if we're given that opportunity. Um, I think that's where I'm at now, too, as a director, where I'm tired of waiting for people to green light my ideas, so I'm just going to make them regardless and somehow make it. I don't care if it's on no budget or whatever I can do, but it's just creating, creating without permission is what's really going to help forward um, the way that we drive a, a, a new world of content. Um, what was your second question? <laughs> I like go off on tangents. I'm like, uh. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're fine. Um, no, I was saying why, oh, what made you decide to apply for the fellowship at Sundance and why is it important oh, yeah. for us to put ourselves out there to even try for fellowships? That's a good question. Um, I honestly, so it was weird. This, so for this particular um, competition, I honestly was not going to do it at all, but something kept telling me to do it. Um, and literally the last day, the very last day it was due, literally at midnight was when I turned in <laughs> my, really? my like form, my application, the film. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's taking risks like that and not being afraid to push forward your work that pushes that will that always has the best results and i also think too um that to, to mention that the horizon award is really a really awesome opportunity that pushes women filmmakers and gives them the key mentorship that they need in order to see themselves to see themselves succeed so for me like as a woman filmmaker i submitted a piece where like people like D. Reese. D. Reese chose my film to to be one of the winners. You know, um, so they passed it along to top tier. Like they passed along all the entries, like top tier directors and producers in the industry, and they opportunity like this that forwards women in film. Um, I say it's it's important for us to take advantage of these opportunities, or else because there's nothing else really that that um, not saying there's nothing else. I guess what I'm trying to say is. There's few opportunities like this that gives us as women, especially women of color, the opportunity to forward ourselves as directors and to learn and to grow. Um, so yeah, that again, that experience for me was amazing. And I think because of going to Sundance and because of being able to like meet the people I've met and have really cool relationships and, and build, I've been able to, I like, because of that experience, I saw myself finally making like the the content that I've always wanted to make like after that experience I was like wow I think I can make a feature film you know um mm -hmm. okay I think I can make this content so it really helped push me in the direction that I felt I need to be pushed so I can grow and from that experience of being able to see yourself and being pushed what do you think or well what is one thing that you got from being able to have those mentors like did they give you specific feedback that helped you grow? Or even how did you receive constructive criticism? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good question. Um, so our so the 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 competition for the Horizon Award and the fellowship, it's forwarded, it was started by Cassian Owens, um, Christine Bashon and Lynette Lynette Howe. And so all of them are a few of the there's basically the top independent producers in the film industry as it stands right now so 
we got to spend one-on-one time with like Cassie and Lynette and uh, Christine throughout the whole festival. Um, we we were, got, we were able to get into like special screenings. We were able to meet other directors, attend events, and it was really the one the, the one I attended was super low key. It was just eating breakfast with them every day and asking them questions about the industry, or attending or uh, shadowing them as producers, seeing what their day to day lives are if they have a film in the festival, um, meeting like executive the executives of amazon um the amazon uh, and meeting the executives of netflix and asking them questions as if they're everyday people when they like run multi-million dollar company media right. companies right. right and they're just chilling <laughs> with you eating, like or getting invited to special dinner at like producers houses and just cabins just talking to them it was it was like super low-key but at the same time high-key at the very same time where you got to actually experience people as they were and it wasn't like pushed in your face mm-hmm. I really loved I really liked that type of mentorship because it wasn't false oh it, it, it was very real and they were very mentoring throughout the whole experience I would definitely recommend it to everyone who apply to apply because it's yeah it was a great experience that's pretty awesome but uh, yeah, it's awesome I hope that it encourages, like, as women listen and play back our conversation, I hope it encourages women to um, actually try because we see so many times, like, fellowships or different opportunities, and I just know that people don't try because of fear. So I hope that Mm -hmm. you telling them, like, come on, you can do this, I hope it really encourages everyone to do it, or at least try. Mm -hmm. Yes, do it. I think it's just doing it. Even regardless of the the fellowship, but just make make your film regardless. You know, I think I'm at that point right now too, where I'm like, all right, well now I have to make what I want to make, regardless of what happens. So it's just make your content, make your films, create, you know, create fearlessly, and don't wait on anyone to give you an award necessarily. Because I think, I, like, I think at the end of the day, like we love being applauded. Mm-hmm. But without that content, what's going to drive us, what's going to help and continue to drive us forward as creatives, especially women and especially women of color. Like there's, there's narratives about, I, I want to see narratives right now that aren't based upon, well, because I, I say this because I'm doing like a, a feature film about social injustice, but when are we going to see narratives that aren't about social injustice and race that feature black people, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's just creating, creating this and not being afraid so I totally believe that our stories choose us um that's just how I feel Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I um was able to look at some of black girls code what Mm -hmm. made you want to do that project and then tell us what black girl code is all about cool um so black girl code definitely chose me I was at a job that I hated. <laughs> the story um, of creatives last. <laughs> oh god, yeah. I was like a post I was doing post supervision for a documentary at a job I hated and I one day I was like online and I ended up seeing like this someone reposted a reblog. I saw them somewhere. It was this new emerging nonprofit called Black Oak Code. 
And I, like, immediately could not get them out of my head at all. Like, I was obsessed. Um, at that same time, I was just finishing up film school. Mm-hmm. So this is, like, around 2012. Just finishing up film school. And that's where I met my mentor, um, Janet Robinson, slash one of my good friends. And I remember at the end of class, I told her, I'm like, yeah, let's work together one day. And she's like, okay. <laughs> So long story short, there's this competition called the Focus Forward Competition, uh, powered by G&E, and then they were calling for short documentaries that empowered techni- technological advancements. And I thought, what's more of a what? What is not more of an advancement than something like Black Oak Code that teaches girls of color how to actually, you know, immerse themselves within an industry that does not represent them. So, like, I, it was weird. I reposted the competition on my Facebook, and I was like, hey, guys, if there's anyone that wants to do this cool competition, go ahead. And my mentor, she ended up messaging me, and she's like, why why don't you do it? And I'm like, okay, with what money? Because they're, they're based out of the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she just ended up taking on, like, the financial reins, and, like, she produced the whole thing. So she, like, and so we ended up going contacting black Rose code told them what we we're doing it was just me and her we went we um filmed the documentary over the course of three to four days um we got to go with them to like facebook headquarters and we got to go with them to ibm a private ibm headquarters and a nasa field trip it was just like weird timing how we were we ended up traveling out there right when they had like this huge workshop uh, three-day workshop planned um, did the documentary turned it into the competition it made the, the finals which was awesome it didn't go all the way through but that's how Black Oak Code started and Kimberly Bryant the founder of Black Oak Code I really respect her because after that um, they took the documentary that uh, that I directed and that we made and that she they ended up um, having just shooting it everywhere Mm-hmm. So, like, it had private screenings at, like, Netflix, not Netflix, well, I'm tired, private screenings at, like, um, Twitter, Facebook, um, Google, and then I also, they also ended up hiring me to do a, a web series for Black Oak Code, too, so that was really cool. So, it was just, it just turned into something more, and I think it was really cool because the girls got to see me as a Black woman mm-hmm. filming them, you know, and I, and it wasn't, like, a whole bunch of dudes with cameras in their faces it was just me seeing them as they are and capturing them in their essence and in their purity you know creating without creating and you know learning something that they love to do without boundaries so it was a really cool experience for everyone all around I'm really appreciative of everyone involved I would definitely do it again and I love too that just it seems like your personality is I'ma just do it. Like I'm not gonna overthink like how all of this is gonna come together. And I think mm-hmm. that as filmmakers and especially for women who are just starting off, whether they are in their twenties or their thirties, forties or whatever, I think that a lot of times people get hung up in like, how am I gonna be able to do everything? So I really admire that mm-hmm. about you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's a part of. I feel like every filmmaker has that that uh, go getter 
Mm-hmm. As Sense Sebastian, you know, we, we all we all have a project we want to make and we just we have to make them regardless and not be afraid to make them. You know? Mm-hmm. If we if we're not if we're not making it, who's gonna make it? Um, so yeah, definitely definitely and then also too it's just it's I think it's holding the people around you who believe in you close. So like for me it's like my parents who have always supported me and my grandparents and my family. And then my friends and everyone who's ever, who always lent a helping hand with a personal project. Like, I think it's holding those people close and making what you can with what you have and not being afraid to do it. So it's all encompassing. Mm -hmm. And so I know that um, we will go and look at your website we will follow your instagram stories and Mm -hmm. we'll get caught up on the highlight reel how have you been able to maintain being a full-time director mean director yes full-time director Mm -hmm. how have you been able to do that um because a lot of people are having to you know still have a nine to five and juggle or take random Mm -hmm. jobs how have you been able to maintain or sustain and not necessarily, we know everything isn't perfect, but how have you been able to do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, and for me, being a full-time director, that happened recently, because um, I worked at a nonprofit for the last three to four years, teaching STEM, filmmaking, and educational um, development, and, you know, I already, and I was doing my own, well, I was doing my own business like on the side of film full-time too so I'm working two full-time jobs being the full and being both of them creative but granted I I want to do film full-time and I think June was June was June yeah June is when I finally went full-time and literally since then I've not only I've made not more I've made if not the same but not but more money than I was when I was at my full-time job and I think taking the leap is what enabled me to do that also um, I think I had my my business too that actually that actually enabled me to create um you know create and make still financially um keep myself stable so I think it was having that business of being a freelancer having a production house so being able to work under that which has enabled me to like still monetarily be good with mm-hmm. money um and also to just utilize connections and build so i'm i'm in the process right now hopefully of getting signed to some commercial production houses out in la that will hopefully enable me to get more commercial work but you know i think it's it's being able to do stuff like that which will help me which will help pay the bills so i can do the creative stuff so it's been a process but it's all been like a, a transition and making sure I'm making the right moves at the right time. So you did start your own production company. What are mm-hmm. your two, your two top tips that you would give someone who is considering doing the same thing? Um, my number one tip would just be to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just do it. And, you know, I feel like, for us like I have an amazing team that I work with and some dope DPs that I work with regularly and it's been a great experience and it's enabled me to not only 
grow as a director, but then as an owner and knowing how to pitch to clients, knowing how to deliver an RFP, knowing how to actually like manage a team well mm-hmm. and manage goals well. Um, so I think if I, I know there's a lot of room where I need to grow, but it definitely it's helped me a lot um, in knowing how to actually be proactive, not only as a, like a director, but as a business owner. So it's, it's been an experience. And I think the cool thing about Malachi Creative is that we get hired for corporate opportunities, but we also get hired for the creative startup opportunities as well. So we get anything from like music videos to, we just did like a commercial for Facebook back in August. So it's been like, random and across the board but it's been it's been a blessing all around to to be able to work and work and be a part of a team that really cares about what we're doing no matter like the size of the budget no matter like what the content is it's always been a positive experience and that's good but how are you able to find your team um because i know yeah Yeah. Um, I would say like it was just I met people along the way that were amazing and I was like, I have to keep working with you. And building friendships too with people that you trust. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, I think too I mean in I think in Arizona I feel like Malachi Creative or me as a director, I think we're known as good people and I think that's what you when you start any production company or if you're a director, you want you want to be known as a director that's good to work with. You don't want to be known as someone or a company that is not good to work with. And so finding my team, I think it just came from time, um, sticking with the right people that actually care and are kind and are, but are willing to still be straight up with you and, you know, keep you in, and keep the checks and balances. Um. Yeah, it was. It was just you know I work I work with some amazing people. I would have to shout out Monica Robinson, who's like my CFO slash producer slash AD on um, most <laughs> of the stuff. And then Hiro, oh yeah, my friend Hiro Carrion, who's a producer with Malachi Creative as well. So those are those are those two are two of my top team members that we're always usually just working on stuff together and making sure things get done. So, you know, everybody knows that your motto is just do it. So we're going to roll with that. There's no excuses. <laughs> and I was looking and I, um, before we wrap up, I was looking and I saw last night that you posted about a new project. And I got really excited for you. And I was like, I have to come to Arizona because I want to, I want to see it. So um, it's called Made in Her Image. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that. Well, tell everybody about it because I did some research, but tell everybody what Made in Her Image is about. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I know I'm excited. Um, So I think we experience with black old code after doing that like a few years ago i already knew like one day i was gonna start like a a black old film or a version of a black old film um and so that's basically what made in her images and it basically it's just a non-profit grassroots organization 
space towards empowering specifically not it's for all girls but specifically we want to target girls of color um and, and just give them the tools to create their own media and their own films and to just get mentorships and be immersed in the film industry and i think me when i was in film school i remember feeling always feeling isolated as if i was alone and i wasn't even inspired at all um and i don't even know and i think if it wasn't for like people like my father who was constantly putting like cameras and media in front of me or my mom who's an artist like i think it's because of that that i ended up going in film um and i had amazing mentors but i'm like well what what if i didn't have that and so it's again it's a nonprofit, and we're going to be really pushing the grain to empower and introduce little black girls into into what film is and i really want to target areas that are more disenfranchised so our first target area will be um it'll be los angeles so i want to target compton do some stuff out of compton and bring some girls to hollywood and give them the mentorship do a film camp and then our second target will be phoenix where i'm from so it'll be a great experience i'm excited um there's a lot of cool news developmental around and i think looking at different nonprofits, I really haven't seen any nonprofits that target girls of color and teach them how to make film. There's like, I looked at times and there's none really, and they're not even really regularly in operation, which is sad considering less than 7% women directors make feature films. So. Yes. And I, you don't understand how I was so excited because that is like, down the road goal for me because I want to do the same thing but it's a little bit different I definitely want to mm-hmm. do it um because I live in Virginia and every time mm-hmm. I get on any like social media um when I do the podcast people are like oh I thought you lived in California and I'm like no I live in Virginia and I just think mm-hmm. that it's further ingrained especially here like I know when I first did like a short here, they're like, so you really, Mm -hmm. really want to be a filmmaker? And I'm like, yeah. So it's Mm -hmm. no, like, it's just not something that girls here believe that they can do. Like, they Mm -hmm. don't think it's realistic. They don't even think that you really, like, this really exists. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I get it. I just don't want, I don't want us to not show girls that it's possible because that Mm -hmm. the same way you felt when you were in film school that's the whole reason why I started uh, the creative outsiders because Mm -hmm. I and one other person were the only people in the MFA program for screenwriting and she left so it was only me and you were the only woman or woman of color both (laughs) yeah yeah see that's I think too. That's the biggest thing for me too. Is like, I'm in Arizona, and there's not, there's already not a lot of population of like black people here. So the fact that I'm like a black woman doing film full time, out of Arizona and Los, and then it's just not, it's just something not seen. And I think it's even the same for LA is a little better, but like again, you don't see black a lot of black women pulling the reins like on the scene. So I think. It's just, it's just, it's ensuring that we are raising the next generation of pioneers in film who yes. are going to tell the stories that need to be told on and not wait for green lighting opportunities from Netflix or Hulu or who or HBO. It's like they're just going to make 
really amazing dope content regardless and put it out there and I think that you know it's a revolution of media that I really want to help cultivate forward because I think their minds because I've worked with youth for the last four years and I know their minds are the most fresh and vibrant minds out there right now especially with what's going on with our political Mm -hmm. um, system and our social system they're going to be the ones affected the most and they're going to be the ones that have the most to say so it's just giving them those opportunities and those tools to get so they can speak their voice so I'm excited for you I'm excited to see what you do as well so let me do keep it out Thank you. I'm over here like nodding my head and like, yes, do it. I'm going to have to come <laughs> visit Arizona so you can like give me that nudge. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. I know we're going to be doing an online component too because I'm like, dang, there's no way. I'm like, there has to be ways where everyone can be involved, but it's not just coming to a physical workshop. So we'll be, we'll be rolling out like an online component too that anyone could host and then follow along. Oh yes, oh, we'll, have to, we'll have to we'll have to side talk about this. <laughs> yeah, it is. it'll be lit. It'll be lit. <laughs> it's a lot of work, but it'll be fun. But that's good. I'm excited for you. So thank you. Before we go, tell us what you are working on next creatively, because I have seen mm-hmm. adjustments um, with your social mm-hmm. media and what you're posting. So what are you working on next mm-hmm. creatively? Mm-hmm. Um. So right now, the biggest thing that I'm working on, or I guess two, two of the major things is uh, I have a short film coming up called Soul uh, that's in development, about to be in production. And that's basically about a young girl, <laughs> it sounds weird, a young girl who goes in outer space to find her grandmother's soul. So it's about death, mortality, and the experience from a young girl's eyes and I think it's going to be really dope and rad to shoot. And I'm, I'm really excited because it'll be a lot of fun. Um, and then the second thing, of course, that's been in development since last year and has had some cool, really, some really cool developments is um, the feature film I've been working on called Snap. So we shot our total last year at the same time. And now we have some amazing producers attached and an amazing screenwriter, another amazing screenwriter attached, which is going to be cool. Shout out to our original screenwriter, John Higgins. Um, and, you know, it's just still in, pro- it's just still in progression for that. But I have no doubt, like, by next year, it'll be shot and finished. I'm hoping. It's a project that has some really cool um, developments in the way that it'll be streamed. And it's going to be proprietary in a lot of ways. So... I, I definitely have no doubt it'll be a really unique project, especially now what's going on with our internet. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I was like, it'll, it'll just, be cool. It's so crazy. Oh, gosh. Don't yeah, even get me started that's on that. It. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Oh, that's, creating that's, content. That sounds good. So the last two Thank things that I always ask everyone is what are you watching now and what are you reading? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. So what I'm reading right now, actually, just to write creative ideas, um, the author, his name is Richard Brodigan, and I have been reading In Watermelon Sugar. Um, it's amazing. His style of writing is unique, it's succinct, and very, like, compartmentalized. 
And I would, if you're, if anyone's a writer, a screenwriter, I suggest you read it just to stylistically get a sense of mm-hmm. his, the way he dictates his voice, which I thought was really cool. Um, what I'm watching right now, I just finished Dark, which is a really cool thing that just ran on Netflix. Um, and I'm currently finishing She's Gotta Have It, which is interesting. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta still decompress from She's Gotta Have It. It's, that's been an interesting show so far. Yeah, I have to watch that. I was going to binge watch it this weekend because I haven't watched it yet. It's interesting. I'm like so not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> but you're like the third person who said that. So I was like, I have to watch it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, you'll watch it. You'll see. You have to message me after you watch it, too. Because I'm just I, like, hmm. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I am. My best friend, because she, she started it. And she was like, oh, okay, Siobhan, just watch it. And I was like, no, I need you to give me feedback. She was like, mm-mm, just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the best way. That's the best way to get your own opinion. Because I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm I'm be, I'm still evaluating. It's interesting. I like I like parts of it. I like the characters, but I just I don't know. I'm I gotta I gotta mentally wrap my brain around some stuff. So. Yes. Once I once I watch it, I'll um, message you. <laughs> okay. So. Okay, so let everyone know how they can keep in touch with you. Social media, your website. Yeah. Um. Please find me on on Instagram. My personal Instagram is Malachi Official, M A L A K I Official, and then Facebook is the same thing, Malachi Official. Twitter is Shanice Malachi, F H A N I C E, and then email is just Mal- Malachi at MalachiCreative.com. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, and I'm glad that we got a chance to talk. And I'm not playing. I am gonna email you about your nonprofit. <laughs> yes, let's do it. I'm trying to get everybody on board. Let's work together. Let's yes. make it a movement. Let's I'm definitely going to email you. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So I hope everyone, you have been inspired and you know the routine. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. Don't dream about it. Go out and do it. So make sure that you are living your filmmaking dreams. 